All right, folks, before we get started today, of course, I want to thank all the people who have reached out to me with DMs, left comments on YouTube, as well as all social media, and of course, people who've left uh, five-star reviews on um, Apple and uh, Spotify. On Apples. On Apples as well. Uh, this is really loud. Um, and yeah, beyond that, just keep leaving those reviews and you know I'll read them on the air. So let's get into it. Of course, this is the Roster Welcome to the podcast. We got very funny comedian, improviser, actor, Ross Bryant. Yeah, bring the cards, swipe it, and check me out. <laughs> and Chris Grace. Uh, I went up north to about Shreveport. <laughs> way up north around Shreveport, way. I guarantee. We were talking about Justin Wilson before uh, things started. Are people familiar with Justin Wilson? I don't know who Justin Chef? Wilson is. Yeah. He had a cooking show let's on hear, Let's hear a clip of him, because you guys said he has a cooking show, so let's play that clip. Well, I got, me some, uh, I got me some... Uh, chicken breast right here we're gonna go cook it up here and i got my old assistant here's uh, skitty <laughs> uh skitty's different what he's a gator catcher from down the way yeah that's right i'm a gator catcher from around by you uh mm -hmm. swamp running fella but i come up around here to, to get some of that good old cajun well cooking. you know the other day uh skitty came around and he said whoa somebody put some gasoline on the river and there was a fire in the bio <laughs> 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 Anyway, now you want to bring your oven to about 450. <laughs> and uh, you need to check, uh, you need to get yourself an oven air temperature checker because some ovens, they be, they're be not so accurate. Like those up in Tripo. So, and what's that guy's name again? Justin, Justin Wilson. Wilson. Justin yeah, we Wilson. need to contact him to make sure that we can use that clip. Contact oh, the yeah. estate of Justin I'm Wilson. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, it's only like a, you know, almost like a promo. For yeah. him. I can't. If, right. if you think of I guarantee as yeah. part of the lexicon of Cajunisms, that's that's because of him. He's, mm -hmm. he's, really? the pop, he's the popularizer of I guarantee. He's the popularizer of I guarantee. I guarantee. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, uh, I like to start the show by reading some, uh, five-star reviews. So mm. I rev uh, reward people who leave the five-star reviews. So this is from Jimmy Shake seven. He says, Hey Rob, love the podcast. Uh, if Chris Grace comes on again, ask him why he hates, um, Italian food. Oh, do you hate it? I thought you love Italian food. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, because it's all stolen from China. Uh, Pasta started Marco in Polo. China. That's really, right. all Italian food is Chinese food. Well, there you go. There's all food answer. is Chinese food. Recently learned that sushi started in China. Well, did you know that tomatoes are from Mexico? Uh, yes. And yeah. they were originally Isn't considered poisonous for like decades. The love apple, they used to call it, mm -hmm. apparently. They thought it was pison, but, but au contraire. So what we think of is, yeah, Italian food, pretty, pretty recent. Tomatoes did kill people. Uh, because of the uh, pewter dishes that the t dishes were served were in. served in the acidic chemical nature. reaction between uh -huh. the acid uh, in the in the tomato and that's the right. pewter. That's well, wild. I mean, do you think that happened in China? No, because we always ate on plates of bone. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're eating Ross, off of plates of bone pushed atop thrones of skulls. <laughs> yes. Uh, can you read some of these five-star reviews? Yeah, of course. Five-star reviews of this show. Yeah, just pick out one. And oh, so many. Um, 
Yeah, well, uh, five stars. I listen not so much for the content itself, but for the gentle timbre of the voices. Uh, They make me drift off into a beta wave state where uh, I I achieve a deeper meditative practice than I ever have before. Uh, Say less, but intone more. Five stars. Wow. Mm. Hey, I'll take what I can get. That was signed. Chris, why don't you That was signed Slavoj Zizek. (laughs) That was signed. Oh, wait, Slavoj Zizek? Who's Slavoj Zizek? And I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Slavoj Žižek is a Slovenian philosopher. Yeah, yeah, we have a recording of him that you brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Ross. Yeah, yeah. This is, is okay. Ross's recording. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't read. That's the, He's talking about a movie there. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Is, what movie is he talking about, just so I'm clear? <laughs> Slavoj Žižek? Yeah, 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 because this whole oh, thing, a b- yeah, big part he, of his practice of is... Of course, he's talking about ph- Toy Story. Philosophic and psychological yeah. deep dives on, on um, movies. Okay, so let's play the video, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, so I claim that this, this now the um the toys, of course, this Andy to get back to Andy, the the the, the owner and the and the manager. I'm gonna the, stop. I can't. I don't. This guy. I don't know what his deal is, but he, he stresses me out. I promise you that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's hear more. He's great. Okay, He's a great right, philosopher. Right, right, He's a great I, philosopher. I, I, it shows it shows that, that all of material culture has a fetish quality that mm. we place into it. So, so I claim that the things that we purchase, we wish to see them as alive. I and claim. I thought it had a lot of nice colors. I'm Gene Shallot. Oh, wow. Well, I know Gene Shallot. Yeah, it's a, well, a collab between Shallot and Gene It's the new Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> That's wild. Shallot and Gene I'm glad Jack. you told me to keep playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Shallot. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard that name in a bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I like to set a mood. And what I do is mm-hmm. I, I know you're not supposed to do this, but when I go see Broadway shows, I like to um, record the opening announcements. I don't know. It's very soothing to me. Oh. So I saw Cats a few years ago. And here's the uh, opening announcements. They were uh, a little weird, but uh, I mm-hmm. don't know. Go ahead and let's just I'll take a listen here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah, I'm going to push play right there. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Cats, now and forever, at the Winter Garden Theater. Tonight's performance is brought to you by uh, ADM, Supermarket to the World. And uh, the part of Mungo Jerry tonight will be played by Ashton Kutcher. What? And if you check your programs, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the part of Bustopher Jones will be played by Mr. French Stewart. French Stewart and Ashton Kutcher and Cat? And also, uh, want to give a shout out to an esteemed guest tonight, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh my God. Is in the audience he's, tonight. He's here? Where is he? That's right. Where is he? And uh, whoever finds him first will win a gift card to <laughs> Chili's 2 at JFK Airport. That's right. Not Chili, not the main Chili's. That's Chili's 2 T-O-O at the Wait. JFK JetBlue Terminal. That's I mean, right. I do fly JetBlue. I guess that would be nice. But I just want to see him. Rob, why do you... What? Why do you have that recording device? What is uh, that? Oh, sorry. You're not supposed to record these announcements. <laughs> hey, Chris. Uh, yeah. Are you... Stop narking on me, man. Well, I'm, I'm not nar. I don't want you to get a call. You're going to be banned from Broadway. You're not going to ban me. What's the worst that could happen? You, they could prohibit you from seeing any Broadway shows the rest of your life. Also, the part of Griddlebone this evening will be played 
by <laughs> Miss Mila Kunis. Oh my God. Husband and wife doing cats with French Stewart? Uh, so tonight they're part of Skimbleshanks, <laughs> the railway cat. Yeah. We'll be played by an unannounced member of the audience. Oh man, the, I don't know it. Take uh, a one-word so suggestion at the top of Act Two, <laughs> and Gus, the cat who sits by the theater door, will be played by an announced member of the audience. That's Brian McMillan sitting in seat K twenty-nine. Oh my God, Brian! Wow, I don't know tall, this guy. Look how tall that guy! Is. That guy's huge. What the hell? <laughs> hey, okay. wow, that was. Uh... I so forgot you, so all that you, crazy stuff. So it's record, been a while. You record those because they're soothing? They're just fun. I don't know. I love, uh, I don't know why. It makes me feel like I'm in the theater again, which is always uh, okay. a fun experience. <laughs> I don't know. You guys don't do anything weird like that? Yeah. They didn't even mention that you should turn off your phones or anything. No, no. They didn't get into no, any no. of that stuff. They're, they're with Gen Zs these days. But with those crazy guest appearances, I mean, I get right. why they would kind of just move on. That was Ashton Kutcher. Mila um, Kunis, Brian McMillan. And French Stewart. French Stewart. French Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And Andrew Lloyd Webber. That was the one. That's right. That yeah, he's a, secret, a secret Webber. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to give some advice here. I've got some advice questions from a few people. Uh, this is from Hillary. She says she hates her in-laws, but they agreed to host Thanksgiving this year. She's worried about fighting with them. So what do you do if you're... If you're um, you're hosting Thanksgiving. Oh, she's hosting. Yeah, it looks like she's hosting and the in-laws are coming. She doesn't get along with them. Uh, what, mm. what advice do we have for Hillary? My feeling is that one of the causes of tension is that everyone's gathered around one bird. Uh-huh. So I would suggest a series of rock Cornish hens okay. individually cooked for each person. Tiny birds separate the room, maybe mm-hmm. have separate little tables or, as well, if you can do yeah, that. Maybe, yeah, get a bunch of little card tables, distribute them throughout the house, give uh-huh. everyone an individual bird, a single boiled carrot, uh, one tree of broccoli, an individually mashed potato, and then a, mm. just a solo pie. And a miniature Bible as well for each person. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they can choose to open it or not, depending on how religious they are. Yes, and the yeah. ones who don't open it will be eliminated. From eliminated? Mm-hmm. This is an added part. What do, why, what do we eliminate? Like, they kick them out of the house? Yeah, it's like a Hunger, is Hunger you, Games type situation. So you kind of just avoid arguments altogether by creating a system that... Uh, a rigid system from yes, the top. and then you then I have to say you must test them, which yeah. is you drop in topics on slips of paper and see if anyone takes the bait. So Ross, I actually asked this question for a reason. See, Chris had us over uh, to his Thanksgiving oh, last oh year, and this is how he treated us. Uh. And I like to record things, as you already know. Mm. So I have a recording of that evening when uh, it was it was a large gathering of people, but Chris had all these uh, rules that he had to announce at the top. So everyone's at your own tables. Uh, I've given you each a well, rock. Yeah, I, I have a 16-string <laughs> orchestra here to play oh, wow. uh, a bunch of Hans Zimmer selections. Wow, Chris went all out. Um, okay, you know, there's a general hubbub in the room, and I don't feel like people are paying attention to me, the, the announcement of the rules. Seems okay. like, it sounds like people have already started eating. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I forgot Ross was there. Yeah. Some of us have to. (laughs) Some of us are polite and have a sense of decorum. Now, from the ceiling, we'll be dropping topics onto your individual card tables and encourage you to not engage in any of these topics. Yeah. 
So okay. some of these what? are what do you what words are legal and illegal in Scrabble? And uh, another topic is what's happening to American society. Chris, I yes, I got a question. Yeah, hey, so I I see the card here. Got the rules. Uh huh. I I wasn't prepared for this. I, what what happens if I don't? Memorize these rules. What, what is you will be eliminated, as I explained at the beginning. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, no, probably hard to see me. My little tables in the uh, bathroom here. Just, but uh, just just so I'm clear, what does elimination entail? Does you just have to leave? Okay, no, it means you guys go to the gulag. Sorry. Okay? So basically, this is a little. Um, it's a prison, uh, sort of like Survivor used to have. Uh, Chris, did you did you buy a gulag? Wow. I mean, I'm a Costco member, so uh, they discounts. Costco has everything. They have coffins, they have uh, trips you can go on. They have air conditioners and they have portable gulags. Wow! Which I put into my backyard. You know how some people, a lot of people in LA are doing these ADU. It's an additional dwelling unit. Yeah. Um, I have essentially that, but it's a gulag. I was about to say that it, I remember. It looked like your backyard had more watchtowers than I remembered. Yes, that's all. It's all extensible from the main gulag uh, courtyard. And uh, those rocks back there, though, are we going to be breaking those if we uh, if we're eliminated? We'll be breaking them into chunks that you will then be fashioning into a wall. Huh. Um, and the wall will have no purpose except to serve as is there, a is there punitive. A, measure. Sorry, is there a time limit on this? I mean, I do have a I do have an early morning tomorrow. You know what? Go to the gulag. What? You're, you're hey, the, who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rob's in the gulag, everybody. Well, I didn't like that very much. <laughs> well, you could be. It's your friend, Dr. Steve. You could go right to the gulag, too, Dr. Steve. But hey, now get your. Uh, and then I just want to say that I approve of this system, Chris. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for. What I dare say might be the best Thanksgiving ever. Thank you. I'm going I'm to cut this recording off. Look, I forgot how stressful that was, Chris. That was intense. Well, you made it out. Dr. Steve is dead. What? Well, you were in the gulag with Dr. Steve. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, he, he didn't make it out. I saw a picture that you had. <laughs> I remember there was a picture on your wall, Chris, of you and Dr. Steve. When I came back later, he had been completely erased from the photograph as if he had never existed. That's, that's not because of the gulag. Okay. That's oh. because of some of the uh, inconsistencies in the timeline. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that picture is very, very slowly removing people from the party. <laughs> Did someone go back in time and keep his parents from getting married? Exactly. Dr. Steve's parents actually never met because of someone went back in time. Oh, okay. So I'm just way. Luckily, I'm not in that photo. It's a photo of all my guests from Thanksgiving. But, you know, at some point, your images might be fading off that photo as well. Well, I want to say to Hillary, I mean, Chris is obviously on the extreme side of these things. I would just say maybe uh, make a list of topics. Maybe you could talk with your husband and figure out things to try and avoid bringing up. I mean, I will say there's a whole alternate plan you could do. I know mine's a little elaborate. Yeah. The other alternative is category. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. and It's easy and nobody really it's a it's a game that rarely leads to fights. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Ben wants to Ben wants to play categories. You, you throw down a, a topic and then you have to write down. I don't remember categories. These <laughs> categories you th you create a uh, a, there's a category. <laughs> oh, there it is. There. A, yeah, there there's it a is. category, and then everybody has to write down uh, something within that category. Mm -hmm. And if you and I have the same one in the same rated place, mm -hmm. so it's like one through five, then we each get the same. But like, you are allowed more to, points. But if you can't think of a word, you are allowed to scat. Well, it's funny you say that because I have a new game. <laughs> 
Oh, what is it? This is called Scat What? Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to move right along to Scat What? So Scat What is... Uh, a game I have written down. So this here we go. A, okay, yeah. Scat what? Uh, you have to scat to spell out a statement. But the first two scats and last two scats must be skibbity scabbity do. Okay. That's the first and the last. That's right. Skibbity scabbity do. So, I mean, that's a classic. So <laughs> for this statement, the cat is back. I would say, I would sing skibbity scabbity skew, kaba tapa tibbity. Ibbity smibbity bobbly angly cabbity cabbity skibbity scabbity do. In the middle of did you say angly? I did. <laughs> okay. Wow. Director of the Hulk. <laughs> His most well-known <laughs> film for sure. <laughs> the pinnacle of the angly career is <laughs> the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Love those comic book transitions. That really. Um, At least he took a swing. It's a, it's he a, did. He did. He took a real swing. He yeah. did. It's not his. I mean, it's the Hulk. <laughs> I, I mean, that was the only Hulk I think that grew based on anger. Yeah. The, the Hulk would get bigger and smaller. Oh, <laughs> dope. I've never actually seen it. I have to. There, no, you definitely don't have to. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's it's weird. It's just. A, I don't know. I kind of yeah. want to go back and see more superhero movies from before they became so codified mm-hmm. i um, agree i think that's actually kind of fun yeah because they're so they became like a formula almost. i guess there was a there's a period like after batman not to not to get, break into uh scat uh territory but, yeah, yeah but uh when remember when batman came out and people and it was wasn't just like we need to make more superhero movies but they also got to be kind of like art deco 30s and so there was uh Dick Tracy and the mm-hmm. Phantom and the Shadow. Oh, yeah. Like all yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got that. Why it was why they were like, I guess they were hoping to capitalize on like people who were just. <laughs> That's sort of like the Rocketeer. Yeah. Too. And the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer was what's, great. What's Love the, the one with the fake Lawrence Olivier? Um, oh, yeah. Ewan McGregor. It's like all CGI. And, oh, Sky Captain in the World yes. of Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. That was later, though. That was like that in the later, 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you call that genre diesel punk. Oh, um, it's like uh, it's like uh, yeah, deco chassis and jetpacks mm. and, and diesel fuel. Everything looks like the Chrysler Building. Exactly. All right, so I'm gonna Chris. Uh, we'll start with you. Close okay. your eyes, okay. Ross. Oh, Ross, closer. Yeah, Ross, close. Because I have eyes. to. You've got to go Cab Calloway mode. And yeah, I've got to. I've got to guess. All uh, right. Whenever you're ready, you now, remember to start to this, and end. Am I supposed to say this exactly or am I supposed to suggest it? No, you have to say it exactly. You're trying to spell out that whole statement. And then ah, Ross, communicate has, to, it with Ross has to try and guess Got what you. the statement is. Skibbity skibbity skew. That's how you start and that's how you end. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ready? Here's the music. Let it rip. Wait, no, that's not good. So, hold on. That's not the music. This is the music. Here we go. All right. Scat it up. Good evening, company school. Fibbity foppity foo. Ishi bidibidi lipo. Ara la bonga doobidi boo. Angly. Mealy lumber dub. Yeah, yeah, la. E. Ne. E. My lumber dub. And my, my, my. Wow, wow, wow. With a skibbity scabbity school. 
There's no way Ross is getting I don't understand this game, but uh, more importantly... Did you spell out every letter? I tried, but okay. more importantly, I was trying to make good music. Okay, well, I think that's good. You that's get points success. for that as well. Um, Ross, do you want to give it a guess? Even like John Grisham's The Firm. Yeah. Okay. What like, that get, was the first do paragraph. Try, do you want to try one more time, I, Chris? All, I, all I made out was firm, I think. Try going a little slower. You know the say, You know how to... I whatever. don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> you get it, Ross? I think so. Okay. The Wait, first... if you did that, what would you do? It's sort of like the... Do you want me to do it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's Chris does it, right? Do it and see if I can All do right, it now. Let's see if I can do it. Skibbity scabbity scoo, a fibbly iggity sippity hippity I angly ribbity ebbery mobbery a yiddy ebbity nettity ebbity memory yit it it is skibbity scabbity scoo. Uh, there you go. Uh, fishing pole? Close. He got the first the, part. The main question is, which one is going to be on the charts of 1939? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it this like fibbity? You are a much better what's scatter gonna, than What's going to push uh, so, um, me and my shadow or my right. gal Sal? What's going to bring us out of this depression? So this is... Everybody's sipping bathtub gin trying to forget this horrible depression nursing the wounds of World War One, And now this this song blasts out over the well, wireless. Yeah, so this is actually I like that. So me, Ross, you're gonna do it now. Close your eyes, Chris. Yes. Soothing hearts right. and minds. So I, this is a, a game. This is the second time I've done this game. <laughs> Clearly, I'm like okay. learning how I'm gonna do it. But Ross, I'm gonna give you some reverb so you can. We'll, we'll put you on stage. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up to the stage now is the scat stylings of. The Kitty Cat Club off Biggest Star Rose Bryant. All right. This cat can swing. All right, here we go. All right, folks. Pull up your garters and <laughs> kick back those martinis. It's time to swing away to jazz town. Skibbity, scabbity, do. Angly. Googa, gibbity, goo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chris, you have a guess. A good boy is me. Holy, Holy smoke. Shit. Hey, it works. Holy <laughs> shit. That was amazing. See? The power of scat. The power of the scat. Power of scat. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's so, all about the notes you don't say. That's right. That feels like a game that you make up like post-apocalyptic when we've we have no equipment left. I mean, you got to do We're something on the fire in the ruins of um, like Turkey. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something when you're in the water wars. Yeah, what about this? What about this? Part? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think of a. Um, 
this is uh, uh, sometimes I like to uh, listen to other podcasts and kind of just get a sense of what else is out there. And there's so many out there that I just play intros from different ones. Mm. This is um, a podcast called Remembering Fun Stuff from the 90s. And uh, here's the intro to that one. What? Uh, that's... Whoa, radical, dude. Well, I just pulled up with my uh, uh, skateboard. Yeah, from skateboards to singles to swing revival, it's remembering things that are rad about the 90s. Well, I guess we're going to have to take control of these proton packs from the Ghostbusters movie (laughs) 10 years too early. (laughs) Wow, that guy messed up. I mean, that was the only episode they chose, and he screwed up in the very beginning. Yeah, I love the energy, though. I actually want to listen to more episodes of that. This one's called Big Trucks with Gruff and Timber. Nowadays, the American truck just seems to get smaller and smaller. Mm. Not here, though. Here we pay homage to the biggest, honkinest, chonkiest trunks (laughs) on the road. This here's Gruff speaking. I'm Timber, and I got my shotguns on a rack. So buff those hood ornaments to a fine sheen and get those flat beds opened up, because we're about to head on on the open road to crush some asphalt. Now listen, t'other day I was uh, uh, in a trench, having trouble getting my way out until I realized I could not only go all-wheel drive on my Ford F-150, but I have an additional wheel that can come down in the back to give it one extra push. I got, I went five-wheel drive. Classic. Well, they they kind of ran out of steam right there. But that was a that was a that was interesting. These are I never short heard of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the intro. I guess I you know I'm sure they maybe they cut to a commercial or something. Um, but this is uh, golf chat with dangerous men. I don't know what that means. Well, this hmm. is golf chat with dangerous men. Hi, I'm John Wayne Gacy, and um, uh, real interesting layout of the course this week at Pebble Beach. Um, they have moved some of the tees to um, some less amenable positions, I will say. Uh, what do you think? I, I do think that the tees could be placed um, better to provide the players with a a more challenging experience. I believe they've taken the challenge down a peg. This is coming from me, the BTK killer. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm going to turn Wait, that let's on. go to our field correspondent, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> right there with uh, Brian Singer <laughs> on the scene. How y'all doing, folks? Remember me. Oh, oh that's, Kevin, that's the character from uh, House of Cards. Full, uh, Remember when he did movie. that? Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood, yes. Remember his attempt at a comeback was to just do a creepy video as Frank yeah, Underwood? The character that we all yeah. know. He was doing like, uh, I realize now is a weird time during this pandemic. That's when you realize he is surrounded by 100% yes, man. That's why you yeah, just yeah. look at His comeback's fully, he's fully back. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he got acquitted, baby. and then he just did a speech at like Oxford. What? Yeah, he'll be he'll be uh, remounting his one man Bobby Darren show any second. That's right. Wait, Chris, you have a recording of that speech you gave at Oxford, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's listen to that there. Um, and uh, wel <coughs> welcome uh, to the podium class, if you can, uh, Mr. Uh, sorry, it's me, British. <laughs> I'm supposed to be British. <laughs> <laughs> I never. This is the Chancellor of Oxford, of the Oxford Union. Look, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, li now, I, li I lied on my resume. Kevin Spacey is coming to the stage, but this, this is a scandal. Please don't fire me. Look, I can explain. I, I love. We'll talk after his speech. Okay, Kevin Spacey. Okay. Uh, hi, Ray. Thank you for having me. Um, this is a selection of uh, remembered snippets of Shakespeare. Okay. Okay. Out, brief candle, to be or not to be. Whether this calumny... These are, these are very short, <laughs> very short snippets. Really, really just half sentences. <laughs> nothing from nothing comes from nothing. And... What's up, Goddard? <laughs> What's up, Goddard? <laughs> Leah never said such a thing. Listen, Regan, Goddard, the other one. Hey, Dean, look. Yes. Can, I, can I just say, you brought Kevin Spacey in. You really can't have a problem with me and my American accent. I lied on my resume, but I'm a good teacher. Just ask my students. I don't approve of your unorthodox American methods. We have a reputation to uphold here at Oxford. I heard on the very first day you took the poetry book and had them tear it in half. Oh, Captain, my Captain, I'm standing on my desk. <laughs> Enough of that. Sit down on your seats. Oh, Captain, my Captain. On your seats, boys. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, you cursed American. You've taught them to think for themselves. Well, that was, uh... Well, the great thing about that was that uh, was that was all all the things you just heard. Those were all Kevin's bases. He, he's yeah. he's very impressed. Truly a master. You got to give it um, up to him. an amazing impression. You mentioned Shakespeare, and we actually have a quiz here. This is called One Right and Two Wrong. Okay. And this is a, a Shakespeare quiz. The way this quiz works is uh, the first answer you have to say right. The second answer and the third answer you have to say wrong, and then the pattern repeats. Gotcha. Right, wrong, wrong. Now, there's a couple of uh, stipulations. One is you must wait till I read the full question. And you guys are competing against each other. Okay. Um, and you can't repeat answers. Mm. And your answer has to be completely wrong based on my subjective opinion. Now, I'm very, very uh, subjective. So <laughs> what, if, you, if I were to ask you, for example, what is the ocean made of? And you said milk, mm -hmm. that would be wrong. Because that's way too close to the real answer. Because milk is also a liquid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to be as wrong as you possibly can when it comes to these answers. Gotcha. Wow. All right. Let's get started here. And anybody can answer. You just got to. Right, wrong, wrong. Yeah. Just, okay. Okay. It's just first in, get in. Yeah. Just get in when you can. So this is a quiz about Shakespeare. Gotcha. What is the setting of Romeo and Juliet? Verona. That's correct. Which Shakespearean play is known as the Scottish play due to superstitions? My Fair Lady. That's incorrect. Ooh. Oh, should I go it? Yeah, you can steal. Oh, uh, Chipotle Burrito. That's correct. 
In which play does the character Desdemona marry Othello? Uh, Hobby Lobby? That's correct. Yeah, okay. What's the play that explores themes of jealousy, betrayal, and power in the court of Sicily? Uh, Othello? Uh, no, no, that's uh, correct. Merchant of Venice? No, the correct answer is... We- <laughs> I literally just said Merchant of Venice. <laughs> uh, the correct is the Winter's Tale. Is, is it really Winter's yeah. Tale? Yes, that's correct. What the hell? You know, Leontes is he's jealous that his wife Hermione is... Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, which character in Hamlet is known for his skull, Yorick? Lazy uh, boy pull out couches. That's correct. Okay. Damn it. I was about to say that. Which play features the character Shylock, a Jewish moneylender? Uh, this is a, um, a Metro card with only two rides on it. That's correct. In which play does the character Puck play tricks on a group of lovers in a forest? <sighs> Midsummer Night's Dream. What That's correct. these mortals <laughs> be? Tarum, What a little scamp am I? The role for every gay theater kid at the end of the show. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to binary pa- lads and lasses rejoice. I'm going to pause this because I have another recording of another theater announcement. This was before oh. I saw Midsummer's oh. Night Dream in uh, Central Park uh, back when they did. I forget. I forget how long ago that was, but this is a while the, back. Shakespeare so. in the Park. Right. Mm. Oh boy, I can't wait for this. I'm very excited. Welcome to the Shakespeare in the Park here in Central Park, New York City, as sponsored by the Public Theater of New York and the uh, artistic director, Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya. Wow, the boxer. Uh, at tonight's performance, the part of Titania will be played by Megan Mullally. What the heck? Wow. And not Megan the Stallion. I feel like she's gonna go real wacky with it. I hope she does. I love her. But. And tonight, the role of Bottom the Weaver will be played by John Mahoney. Oh, very nice. <laughs> uh, the role of Puck will be played by French Stewart. <laughs> French Stewart again? Man, this guy gets. This guy works. Warning that tonight's show does feature strobing lights, uh, fog machines, okay. and one of those spindles that rotates on the stage to change the scenery. Just so you know, this thing moves real fast. Some performers will be flung off due to centrifugal force. So those of you in the front row may be struck by a flying French steward. Uh, tonight's performance is presented in D-Box. The four-dimensional theater. Wait, these seats are gonna. Seats. These seats are gonna like vibrate. The seats will jostle and move. <laughs> when the fairies move among you, you're going to be rocked from side to side. Also tonight, we unfortunately have double booked the space with a softball tournament. Oh uh, no! So that will be occurring during the show as well. Please do not interfere with potential foul balls or home runs. Oh, looks like the spindle is already doing its thing. Wow. Um, let's get back to the quiz. So, uh, all right, we're going to start with a, a right I'm really answer. disappointed in myself that I got that winner's tail one incorrect. Mm. This is a right answer? This is a right answer. Okay, here we go. 
In As You Like It, who says all the world's a stage? Jay Queez. That's correct. Jeez. Is that the clown? Uh, it's one of them. One of them. Who's the other one? Touchstone. Oh. What's the play where King Lear divides the kingdom among his three daughters? <laughs> uh, Peeps, the Easter duck mush- marshmallow candy. Uh-huh. That's correct. Which character in The Tempest is a monstrous servant to Prospero? Uh, the second corner kick that David Beckham kicked uh, in the uh, FA Cup final. That's correct. In which play is the character Iago known for his manipulation and deceit? Othello. Othello. Uh, that's correct. Ross. What's the play that involves a shipwreck on a mysterious island and the character Ariel? A big old sloppy chili dog. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> which play is a comedy of mistaken identity and love it, uh, involving identical twins, Antiphilus and Romeo? Uh, this is... Um... Uh, Dahlgren by Samuel Delaney. I think that's incorrect. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ross, you can steal. Japan's greatest <laughs> nonstick frying pan. <laughs> I should have known that. That's so obvious. Yeah, that's obviously correct. Um, all right, we'll stop there. Ross, you won. Hot dog. Chris, better Man, luck next time. Dahlgren was wrong. <laughs> um... All right, this is the acting challenge. Mm. Uh, We'll start with Chris. Okay. And this is the monologue from Event Horizon, the scary sci-fi film Mm. delivered by the character Dr. Weir, played by the brilliant Sam Neill. Awesome. Uh, You guys are going to just read this monologue, and to the best of your ability, subjectively, I'm going to vote who has the best reading, and that'll be the first round. Yeah, so let me give you some uh, drama here. Wait, no, no, no. Let's get some more travel to that. Chris is a classically, classically trained, trained actor. Yeah. To the best of your ability, Chris, whenever you're ready. I created the event horizon to reach the stars. But she's gone much, much farther than that. She tore a hole in our universe, a gateway to another dimension, a dimension of pure chaos pure evil. When she crossed over, she was just a ship. But when she came back, she was alive. Look at her, Miller. Isn't she beautiful? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I love the choices you made with that. All right, Ross, take a beat. The the bars. And then whatever you want. I have a lot of actual reverence for this. Movie oh, yeah, it's great. So. Fantastic. Terrifying. I created the event horizon to reach the stars. But she's gone much, much farther than that. She tore a hole in our universe. A gateway to another dimension. A dimension of pure chaos, pure evil. When she crossed over, she was just a ship. But when she came back, she was alive. Look at her, Miller. Isn't she beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) 
We both said that, uh, we, yeah. both, we both said evil. So, uh, man, Ross, that evil. was really good. Although I, I really liked how Chris said dimension in two right. different ways. Oh, me too. I felt like that was a very interesting I, choice. No, absolutely. Uh, so, Ross, you're going first this time. This is round two. Now okay. you have to do it in a thick Boston accent. <laughs> All right, the ones so, I have the least command over. Let's see. Let's see how we do. Ah, oh, boy. Ah, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I created the event horizon to reach. Nope. <laughs> I created the event horizon to reach the stars. But she's gone much farther. Much, much farther than that. She tore a hole in the universe. A gateway to another dimension. Dimension of pure chaos. Pure. Evil. When she crossed over, she was just a ship. But when she came back, she was alive. Look at her, Miller. Isn't she beautiful? <laughs> Want me to run a donkeys? <laughs> oh, I like that. Get, get That's you good. some munchkins. Take a beat. Same? Yeah. Accent? Okay. <laughs> I created the event horizon to reach the stars. But she's gone much, much farther than that. She tore a hole in our universe. A gateway to another dimension. A dimension of pure chaos. Pure evil. When she crossed over, she was just a ship. But when she came back, she was alive. Look at her, Miller. Isn't she beautiful? Hey, you like apples? Well, how you like them apples? <laughs> Chris is one of our greatest character actors. That was, he achieved uh, pure Jerry Lewisification. That was something. The um, but Ross, I got to give it to you, especially that Duncan Adlib at the end. That was great. Uh, very close, though. Of course, now this is the final round. Chris, we start with you. Um, you're just going to read the first, ha you're going to read up to uh, what would be pure chaos. Okay. But here, I'll make a demarcation so you understand. So pure chaos. But in this round, you have to read and you have to say the opposite of every word. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you destroyed the non-event breadth to fail to touch the ground but and he's traveled nowhere at all he mended a stitch in our village a ramp to the one and only sphere <laughs> a sphere of muddy order there it is okay all right so you're gonna read at the demarcation points when you start diluted goodness <laughs> <laughs> never he joined in he was Precisely a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went here. He was dead. 
Turn away from him, Miller. <laughs> Aren't he ugly? <laughs> oh my god. Guys, this is crazy. I think you tied. Oh, okay. Wow, fantastic. I never noticed that, but the opposite speech that we just did, that's from that's the closing uh speech in Winter's Tale. Yeah, isn't that's it nuts right. that Winter's Tale is just Event Horizon is just opposite Winter's Tale? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how most movies are made. People don't realize that. Name mm-hmm. some other famous, you know, opposite movies. Oh, uh, seven is the opposite of um, eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> eight, is it is one and a half less? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she's all that is just the, the opposite. Uh, that thing you do, or uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Toy Story is the opposite of Free Willy, mm-hmm. and we, yeah. don't, we don't need to get into why. No, no, well, everybody, everybody knows. Guys, this is an ad. So I, I, Ross doesn't know. I have you guys do the ad reads on my show. I think okay. it's an interesting way to do it. Of course, it's Halloween, so we've got a haunted house ad. It's a, it's a cowboy haunted house. So go ahead and read that copy there that's on your, uh, on your lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead whenever you're ready. Y'all looking for some scares? Y'all hear those daggone coyotes howling at the full moon? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, come down to Gruffin Timber's scare house. This here's a clapboard saloon facade, wherein we got all kinds of spooky haints fixing to jump out at you and scare you plumb near out your britches. All right. And we'll be having such scares as communicable diseases, as dysentery. All right. Westward expansion. Yes, uh, uh, we will be doing a live podcast recording of our trucks podcast. There's poison in the well. That's right. I hear tell that a local Chinaman has come down. Oh, geez. All right, I'm going to stop this. I'm sorry about that, Chris. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. It's weird that you picked that podcast Shit. to play while I'm here. God. Well, no, I mean, that. I didn't know they, you know, just pick random podcasts. You know, I would not do this. And Ross's uh, extended family was all got dysentery one year when they were traveling oh, west. Ross, I'm so sorry. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, one I, they I were they were so trying to cross a river and they decided yeah. not to uh, patch up the raft. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't patch up the the Conestoga wagon raft before right. we forded the stream. That's right. And, and so they we all, all got dysentery. And and we had spent way too much money at the general store on bullets. That's yeah. right. Not, not enough on pr- provisions not, and no guns. <laughs> Well, I'm so sorry, guys. That's really insensitive of me. Um, I guess I should do like an official apology. That'd be good. Before that. Um, Do you mind if I listen to one of your famous apologies? Mm -hmm. Just to give me like inspiration. I have a couple of recordings from that. Ross, this is when you had to apologize for that thing at the art museum that you did. Yeah, whenever you're uh, ready. It was in court. It was in court, right? Yeah, yeah. I, the judge of this art museum, give the floor Your to Honor, Ross Bryant. I would like to make an apology by way of a closing statement. All right, you may proceed. Some say it was a mistake to represent uh, myself. Please, please start with may it please the court. May it please the court. Thank you. I, uh, perhaps it was a mistake to represent myself here, but now I realize my mistake, my error. And I apologize. 
The role of docent is not just a job, it is a sacred calling. Yeah. One should not make your own badge at home and pin it to your lapel and then come in leading a unwary group of tourists through a totally incorrect and wrong-headed tour throughout art from the 16th century through to the 18th century. These people left with a terrible understanding of chiaroscuro, the techniques of engraving, and a baffling misunderstanding of the late work of Artemisia Gentileschi. I, I know this, that I apologize. I'm just here in the audience. I'm sorry, I'm Russell Weathers. I'm one of the contemporary artists that had my painting <laughs> hanging in the museum when this person was pretending to be a docent. And I just want to say you haven't addressed the fact that you put eyes and a Whoa. smiley face on my abstracts. Okay, um, didn't know we were doing a Q&A or a talk back. <laughs> also, arguments, but well, the other question. Your Honor, Your Honor, did you yes, say nothing? Uh, I'll allow it. Oh, <laughs> this judge is really liberal. I love banging this guy. <laughs> wow, thanks, Ross, for letting me play that. I know that was a rough spot you it's put tough, in. Yeah. We all got Chris. Of course, you have your famous apology mm -hmm. for uh, the uh, um, your your outburst at uh, what was the show? You mean the play that I had the outburst? At? Yeah, yeah. What was that? It was. Um, it was um, uh, uh, Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. So you went on stage and had to apologize to the entire audience. Yes. Right? Hey, everybody. Um, hey, it's that man again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that I know we I know we want to get the second act started. Uh, and everybody's telling me, hey, get off the stage because we want to see the second act of Book of Mormon. Just wanted to say I'm sorry to everybody for the first act. I have trouble telling fiction from reality sometimes. Hmm. So I thought that we were seeing a theater, a play in here in Broadway. Uh, but then I thought I was actually in Uganda. And I was concerned that we had all been teleported to Uganda. And I just wanted to say that that wasn't right. No one had asked my permission to do you that. Should, you shouldn't feel shame. It's me. Uh, Hi, I'm a, you don't know me. My name's Tim. I'm in the audience here. I, I also thought I was in Uganda for a second. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so it's, I, I think, I think, go ahead, ma'am, tell him, tell him that you, what you, you also thought it was Uganda. I also thought it was Uganda, but that's only because I was so lost in my performance. As of course, I'm playing Elder Price in this play because I'm sitting in seat K-22. Oh, that's Brian McMillan. What a turn of events. Well, I'll make sure to record my apology afterwards and uh, tack it on to the end of that. Thank you for letting me play both of those. Uh, let's move on here. I would like to um, check in with the news. I actually sent Chris down to the docks at uh, Long Beach, and I had him interview a dock worker about what's going on in the world of the docks. So go ahead and... Uh, Chris, let's play that interview that you did. Thanks for doing that, by the way. Christopher Grace here at the docks interviewing some of the local uh, working class representatives that keep this city flowing trade in and out here at the Port of Angeles. And uh, I've got here uh, one of the dock workers. Uh, sir, can you tell us your name? Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Keith. Keith, and um, how long have you been working here at the docks, and what sort of, um, what is specifically is your job here? Been working here for five years, but I uh, got my uh, crane operator's license last year, so I'm up in the seat of the big boy, right up there. Hey, don't be gloating over there. <laughs> Getting the pallets off the ships, and you know, letting them down. The, the guys like to bust my balls. <laughs> I'm now, the eye in the sky. Uh, we did get a report that um, some of these shipping containers up here, many of them are labeled Maersk. 
uh, I've noticed. And we were given a tip by uh, Crime Stoppers. And once again, that number is 1-800-CRIME-DOG-FEED-THE-CRIME-DOG. That one of these Maersk shipping containers was actually full of human carcasses. And is that one of the ones you pulled off of the crane? I, I'm just I'm just gonna pull the da- the crates off of the sh- but off you of the must boat. get a sense when you crane a shipping container about its relative weight and how a carcass might weigh for example less than a bunch of I'm gonna Hewlett pause Packard this interview cu- hey Chris man you really went hard on this guy what was this about Damn, this I is- didn't even know about well that, I mean so. I went to Columbia J school so oh I'm, oh you're like very familiar with the, yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I didn't yeah. know that all right yeah. well sorry let's play well what this next part he started to crack yeah. oh, okay let's hear it's true <laughs> I can tell every time, oh and it's God. not just the Merce crates, it's others. This goes all the way to the top. They're bringing them in for overseas. Oh, you don't want to know what they do with the bodies. It goes all the way to the president, to a level beyond the president. I'm going to get killed for saying this, but there's a cabal. Whoa. Oh, my God, Chris, I hope you got out uh, of here. Mr. Grace here, uh, embedded with, uh, we are here at the Maersk shipping container dock site. And uh, uh, my uh, interview subject has just been shot. Uh, calling in live to the station, please send uh, some sort of backup if you can. Um, Chris, I'm so sorry I put you in that position. I appreciate you doing that work, though, for the podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, that's, uh, as I said, I went to Columbia J School. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing you got to be ready for. Um, I was embedded for several years in several uh, military skirmishes in the Falklands and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's true. You stayed. You didn't realize that the Falklands had ended and you were still there. Yeah, the Falklands conflict was like in the mid 80s. Right? Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's still follow up needed because it's still a. But we have some of those interviews of the Falklands where people are pretty confused what you're asking them yeah. about here. It's, uh... Mr. McGrace here in the Falklands, and uh, I have mm. a local uh, citizen of the Falklands who is also. Uh, yes. Um, what uh, What's the situation here? Uh, what sort of gunfighting is there? Are you do you feel in danger? Uh, no, for the most part, I uh, don't deal with any gunfighting. I um, uh, it's pretty safe around here. I, I mean, there's not much crime. Mm. A tense calm has passed over the citizens here in the Falklands. But who knows when next they will be attacked by the British Army. And how long were you there, Chris? Uh, like eight or nine years. Jeez. It's a long well, time. I had a lot, to be fair, I had a lot of rewards points. Oh, okay. So it was a bit of a vacation, too. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Uh, but I was, uh, they, they have a lazy river there, which is great. Well, we need more people like you these days, hard-hitting journalists willing to stick it out. You're um, one of the true heroes, Chris. Thank you. Ross, did you have a job before you were uh, an actor, performer? Oh yeah, um, I, I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, well, what did you do? Um, I worked. Um, worked at cafes. I worked at, at a radio station for a yeah. little while. You had that crazy event at the cafe that uh, I remember, right? That was the the that uh, big fight you got in with that uh, patron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a recording of that? <laughs> do I? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I think you do. Keep it on my phone at all times. <laughs> all right, so let's, let's play, play that. All right. I said clam chowder, young man. I'm telling you, I served it to you. There are many different types of clam chowder. Look at this bowl. Just because it's not the one you expected, this bowl is blood red. Hey, Ross, look, I, I, this, I can't have the customers complaining like this. The guy says you didn't give him chowder. Just, just make it right. I gave him what he asked for. Okay, this is. This I'm is sick a- of the excuses. I gotta go. On, I gotta go deal with some other stuff. You take care of it. 
Let me tell you something. I'm from New England, and when I have clam chowder, <laughs> it is supposed to be a white, creamy chowder. Hey, I'm sorry I overheard you here. What part of New England are you from? Well, I'm from a part of New England <laughs> that spread across the horizon. In fact, at one Excuse point, me? I traveled far away, and I was dead when I did it. When I came back alive. I'm sorry. Listen to it, Miller. <laughs> no. What? How do you know my name? beautiful? <laughs> I am a servant of hell. Uh, listen, I, I, now it's probably a bad time to ask to switch shifts, but, but the guy at table six <laughs> is really giving me a hard time about the chowder. And also, it looks as though he's been mostly flayed alive, maybe through some sort of- I'm uh, sick of this, Ross. No more excuses. I don't care if he's the devil himself. You take care of the it. The one top at table seven has seen into the void and come uh, back changed. Last week, it was some vampire guy. Keep coming up with these excuses. Also, can I get separate checks? Oh, oh all right. Now, now I'm with alone. you. Now I'm with you. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> he's been to a hell dimension. Suddenly... <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, let me ask you guys, do you have either of you have anything that's been uh, annoying you or just a little uh, like oftentimes I have people come on and they have like, oh, this week I dealt with this. Uh, somebody was once on and said that they were annoyed that Trader Joe's had stopped serving a type of uh, food that they liked. That, that's that's I, I actually have a real a, a, honest to goodness. I'm dealing yes. with this. There's a leaky pipe in my ceiling. Yeah. So, uh, so somebody had to cut a hole in my ceiling, and this has happened maybe four or five times at this apartment. Yeah, and um, and it's the kind of thing where we got to deal with the neighbors. Like, hey, can you not use one of your bathrooms because when you when you take a shower, there's water pouring out, and hopefully gets dealt with. But you you expect it to not rain inside your house. Yeah, you know? that's absolutely infuriating. And uh, Ross, you uh, ran for president. That's on right. that platform that you were going to end yeah, leaky yeah. faucets and stop uh, neighbors from using their shower when there was leaky faucets. Uh, let's uh, play one of those uh, uh, commercials that you had. Joe Biden doesn't care about pipes or the interior of our buildings. Ah. Donald Trump is importing building materials from China. Only one candidate wants there to be pipes that maintain their structure and their integrity day in, day out. My mama got sick because of Joe Biden's pipes. Donald Trump's pipes burst and <laughs> dang near flooded my whole house. Hi, I'm Ross Bryant. Vote for me, and I can assure you that the pipes in your house will have been installed before the year 1950. When you see them, they won't be rusted over. There literally won't be mushrooms growing in your ceiling. I'm not making this up. There were fucking <laughs> mushrooms in the ceiling. This will not happen if you vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect House Party. And then, Ross, this is crazy, but... Chris ran against you. Yeah, it was fucking and he he had the opposite platform. He was it seemed like he was pro leaks. It's really mm. wild. Let's listen to one of those. Ross Bryant wants you to think that leaks are something to be fixed, but leaks are not something to be fixed. They are something to be embraced. <laughs> Ross Bryant said that he had a leak in the roof of his apartment, and they cut a hole. 
Well, since wind is cutting a hole, fix a leak. I would have died in my apartment from a gas leak if I hadn't been woken up by a water leak in my ceiling. Oh. A leak saved my life. Whoa. That's why I'm voting for Chris Grace. And also, what about Watergate? Watergate would never have happened without leaks. Hi, I'm Chris Grace. And please vote for me. Hey, hey, ho, hey, ho, hip hop hooray, ho. I'm Chris Grace and I approve this message. Find out more at chrisgracemixtape.com. Um, and then you responded, of course, to Chris. Uh, let's listen to that. Chris Grace says he cares about leaks and whether they happen or not. But clearly, Chris Grace is using this election to buzz market his mixtape, <laughs> which is mostly just being his own hype man. Hip hop hooray, hip hop no. <laughs> Let's stop the leaks, stop the insanity, and stop the mixtapes from leaking on Datpiff. Vote Ross Bryan. Oh, great. All right, and then Chris, you responded, of course. Mm. Chris Grace is using his platform to push a Hey ho hey ho Chris Grace datpiff.com I mean what a wild wild election this country God, this yeah. country, folks. I can't believe neither of us won. These clowns in Washington. We, <laughs> one of us should have Drain been there. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Um, where can we uh, find you online, Ross? You can find me on Instagram.com at RossBB. Awesome. And that will lead you to the family of products to which I'm involved. Mm -hmm. The garden of earthly delights. The garden of earthly delights. The sensual realm of exquisite pleasures that await you Whoa. once you go to at RossBB at Instagram.com. <laughs> and Chris, where can we find you online? Uh, at Chris Grace Comedy on Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> I never post there anymore, except I'm trying to learn the Juby slide. Oh, is that, that's that. The, the yeah. one where it looks like you're levitating? Yeah, it's the yeah, new one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It does look amazing. I will never be able to uh, do it. But. Yeah, I would I would break my knees if I attempted it. Um, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. And of course, thank you for listening to The, the Robster Show. Hip Hop Hooray. Oh. Hip Hop Hooray. Oh. Hip Hop Hooray. Oh. Tonight, the role Tonight, of Chris role Grace of was played, played by played. French Stewart. <laughs> The Robster and Show. Robster Show. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's angry. The Show. The the show is a web of lies.